At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. I just I can't get away from some of the things that we shared last Sunday. Just, they just keep going over and over in my spirit. And I'm just going to read several of the verses that we read last week. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. <clears throat> now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. John 3, 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And the truth of the matter is, if you've never been born in the flesh, then you can't be born of the Spirit. Because the spiritual birth is a second birth. When Jesus was talking with Nicodemus, the, one of the chief Pharisees of the day, when he was talking to him and telling him that a man must be born again. Those were Jesus' words. A man must be born again. And Nicodemus said, well, you know, what does that mean? How, how could that be? That's an impossible situation because, because in the natural, they have to go back to their mother's womb to be birthed. How can that happen? And that's when Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And we've all grown up, every one of us today have different backgrounds, different ed educations, different ways of thinking, uh, different cultures, you know, and that's a good thing because it makes us strong, actually makes us strong. But what we have to do, what we have to choose to do, I can't choose for you. I chose this 45 years ago, but actually it, it, it took me another 10 years to be really kind of convinced of how much time in, in myself that I needed to spend developing the spiritual part of me because that's the real part of me. Like the Santa Claus said, I just always th thought that was understood, that that's the way you should do things. That's, that's the biggest mistake the church has ever made. Some of the things that I'm sharing with you today, some of you have been here for years in our church. And the beauty of the Word of God is that you can share something that you think people know, but they don't really know. That's why I'm on this series. You and I have to understand that we are a three-part being, and the main part of us is the spiritual part of us. And we have to know that that spirit man must be developed. The problem is, when at 18 years old, when I came into the kingdom of God, I brought all these other ideas. I can remember the first time I heard somebody really preach the word, and I I remember thinking, to this day I can remember, I was 18 years old, almost 18, and I thought, they're either lying or I've been lied to. Either they're lying or everybody that's taught me things in the past are lying. Because some of the first words I ever heard preached 45 years ago were things like this about spirit, soul, and body. Nobody ever taught me that. What do you mean I'm a three-part being? Most people just kind of throw everything together and that's who you are. But that's so not who we are and that's why if God is the creator of all of us and 
He set us up this way, and the things that I'm teaching you about this are vital for you to understand, then you can't connect to life the way God wants you to connect to life without understanding these principles and this way of thinking. I'm just talking about what God says. That's why if you hear my preaching, I I can't preach without scriptures because otherwise it's just my opinion. And then, thank God we have the Holy Spirit who His job is to reveal all truth to us. So when you hear me preach something, you can go to Scripture and look at it for yourself and make sure that you believe that. And that's vital. It's vital for all of us. I said to you last week, I made this com- these three statements, that the Spirit connects you with God, your spirit man. My spirit, my human spirit, and the Holy Spirit are one. When you get born again, you become one spiritually. Okay? You still have the ideas and the thoughts in your head. Your body still does a lot of the things and has the, the habits and, and, and the addictions or the things in our lives that we have. You still have those things. And over time, through God's way of thinking and operating, it begins to renew our mind and then it changes the desires that we have in our life. And see, when you become that kind of a person, then nobody's forcing you to make a change. That's why, you know, I may have a conviction about something because I got it from God, but you may not have that same conviction. You know, and I'm not talking about, you know, non-negotiables type of conviction. I'm just talking about daily things that you do and you live and the things that you enjoy, you know? I mean, I I enjoy a good movie. I just enjoy, I I enjoy, um, I enjoy a, a good born type movie, you know. Uh, I got friends. I you know I just can't watch those. Whatever, you know. I mean, do whatever you're going to do. But but I'm I'm I my whole life is not controlled and ruled by movies, and it was, and I had to get delivered of that. I, I, I had to free myself up of that so that I could put my attention on the Word, so I can enjoy everything else. The, the, the testimony that Sandra shared about her friend and, and, and her retirement, her investments, and being afraid of that. When you know God, not only are you not afraid of it, but you can do better than most because there's not the fear of losing it, because the Holy Spirit is leading you. Do you, you think He's a good financial advisor? <laughs> I mean, He owns it all. The earth is the Lord and the fullness there is. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills and however many more hills. He's a fantastic advisor, financial advisor, and I didn't realize how good he was. And he uses people to show you how good he is, but you always have to go back to the Word. That's why we need the renewing of our minds, of our soul. Your spirit connects you with God. Your soul connects you with the intellectual realm. Your body is connected to the material and seen realm. That's why I can't be a person that just wants everything I see and how I feel. If my five senses rule me in life, I've got to get I've got to overcome that, have my mind renewed so I'm not moved by everything that I see because things you see, 
Everything you see is temporary. This pulpit right here is temporary, right? A couple of you could dismantle this thing right now as we're speaking. It's temporary. Looks pretty solid, but it's temporary. Subject to change. But the things that are internal, the things that are spiritual, the, those things are eternal, and they will never change. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. If he said it, if he said that the knowledge of the glory of God will fill the earth like the waters cover the sea, then it will happen. And I'm telling you, we're living in a day when it is happening. So I just want to be a part of that. And in a lot of ways, God's glory manifesting is a whole lot different than people think. Not something is made up or worked up. It's something that happens because of us being connected spiritually to what God is doing, His way of thinking and operating. And it takes time, and it takes a choice. Nobody's going to force you. Listen to me. You're growing in the things of God, and other people aren't. Don't, don't slam them, hammer them. They're, they'll do whatever they want to do. And, we, they, and, you know, when you have opportunity to share with people, share with them. But more than anything... You're troubled by something you see in another person's life, just pray for them. Pray Ephesians 1 and Ephesians, the prayers in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 and Colossians 1. Just pray those prayers. I can't tell you how many people in this life I've seen turn as a result of just praying that. Not just because I prayed, but other people also. But those prayers are so powerful for the good of people's eyes and their understanding to be opened up. And when we see that, and we grow that way, and we develop that way, there's no end to what, what, what we can do and, and, and how things can be accomplished. I love this verse, Proverbs 20 and verse 27. It says, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. One translation says, the candle, the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. I like to look at it as the spirit of a man is like a light bulb for the Lord. My, my spirit and the Holy Spirit, who he's the illumination, we're one. And when I yield to him, my inward parts are being illuminated. My understanding of the things of God are being illuminated and coming alive where I can see clearly and know what God wants me to see in life and about life. It's vital that we understand how God thinks. You can know how God thinks because the Bible is His words. Right? If I just met Randy here and we shook hands, we met, we said, Hi, my name's Bert, he said his name's Randy, but we don't know each other, right? How do we get to know each other? By our words. The Bible are His words. And the more you get to understand Him by His words, then you understand how He operates. His kingdom is His way of thinking and operating in the midst of the world and the system that we live in. You won't change the system just by, just by having, being mad and angry and mean and vicious and everything else. Those are all things that are not of God. 
You'll change the system through the revelation that you learn and how to operate God's way. I tell you what, the foundation of God's operation is love. And for people that are mad, that's the last thing you want to hear. I ain't loving nobody. I'm going to kill them and ask God to forgive me later. Right? People are just mad. I mean, we live in a climate where, you, you know, I mean, the number one attitude in life is I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at this person, blaming this person. The blame game is constant in the world and the society that we live in. Everybody blaming, 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 blaming. And you'll get caught right up into it if you're not thinking the way God thinks and operates. And the only way to do that is to have that illumination from God to illuminate you and show you things that you need to change, show you things that need to be renewed from your past. There's a whole boatload of things that were in my life as I came into the kingdom of God. And I had, over time and over years, those things had to be renewed. I had to change the way that I think. But, you know, but, you know when, when you think a certain way and you're convinced of it, you don't want to give that up, right? And the more people try to make you change, man, you're going to bristle up. That's human nature. Only thing that can change you is the revelation of God's Word. That verse that <laughs> I've mentioned three times now, something that Sandra said, but the verse that she read, you can, you can go after the riches of the world and all these things, but there's something of far greater value. Speaking revelation words of knowledge because as you're speaking and declaring, you develop a daily routine in the Word of God, it begins to change the way you think. Your daily routine isn't about changing your circumstances per se. It's changing the way you think so that your circumstances and your way of living in life will change. And that, it, that just happens over time. But everything is based on the truth of God's Word. Everything. It's not men's idea. It's not my preference or whatever. That's why you've got to take what I preach, the things I'm saying to you today, you've got to take it and you've got to let the Holy Spirit reveal that to you that what I'm saying is right. If you don't, then you're just going to believe what I say. And, you know, you know when, when you're young in the things of God, that's all right for a season, right? But there comes a time when you've got to know you believe what you believe. And just take a deep breath with people, man. I'm just telling you. I, I've learned that. I used to stress out about trying to make everybody believe what I believe. Not anymore. People are going to believe whatever they want to believe. But you come into my world, and you're going to find out what I believe if that's what you want to know. And when we, when we believe what we believe, you don't have to force that on people. It kind of oozes out of your pores. Because it's, it's bathed in love and compassion and the desire for other people. Before we do anything in life, our first calling is being ministers of reconciling people back to Him. We were created in him, His image. He loves us dearly. He wants us. He wants all of humanity. He, he desires that none perish, but everybody come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Not anybody perish, but come to Him. That's His desire for all of mankind. And He needs us to think and operate and believe Him the way He thinks and operates, and then we operate that way. Man, what a glorious way of thinking and living. 
So I just want to read these last two passages I have today to you. Uh, First out of Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. And he says this. For those who live according to the flesh, the flesh meaning the senses, the, the five senses, those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their minds, in essence, on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, or that word there is not ceasing to exist, but it's destruction. But to be spiritually minded brings life and peace. Because, and I I, I really like what it says here, and I'm going to read this in two different translations. In the New King James I'm reading right here, it says, Because the mind, the carnal mind, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. The Passion Translation, just in that one verse right there, says it like this. It says, in fact, the mind set or focused on the flesh, on the senses, things you see, you hear, you feel, the, 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 the natural realm. When your mind is set on those things and you're ruled by everything that is said there and not by what's in here, it says, it says the mind set focused on the flesh fights against, fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction. I didn't, I scrambled that up. I'm going to read it again. It says, in fact, the the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction because it cannot. I really like that. And that's what you have to remember. That's why you don't shove things down other people's throats because they cannot. And what you need to be doing is making sure you can. You need to be making, before you're judging the next guy, you need to be making sure that you can understand God's way of thinking through the spiritual things. See, because so often... In, as you're growing in God, you come to certain places, well, we're, we're going to bail from that now and we're going to kind of do it this way. Yeah, but the moment you bail, and I bail, I bail at different times in my walk with God, everybody does. I bail. You know, I'm tired of waiting and tired of this process thing and I'm just going to kind of do it my way. But I learned after a while, every time I do that, it takes me that much longer to get back to where I was. I don't want to take that time anymore. The truth is, when you live God's way in His kingdom, His way of thinking and operating, it takes faith, which is not based on anything you see in the natural, and it takes patience. And you know, the truth is, patience isn't sitting around doing nothing. Patience is being faithful to do the things that God wants you to do and to develop. And then He knows once you really believe it. And once you really believe it, nothing can stop the manifestation in your life. And what was the two main things that are created from, being, from going after the things of the Spirit? Peace and joy. Two things money can't buy. Two things everybody are looking for. Where does that come from? Developing a relationship with God spiritually. Because, see, I'm a spirit. We're all, everybody sitting in here today are, are in 
big boys and big girl bodies, right? And we got big boy and big girl minds. But where are our spirits at? And if we're in big boy and big, big boy and girl minds and bodies, and we think however we want to think, and yet our spirit man, you know, is six months old because there's no development, or it developed to a certain place, and then we backed off, every time you back off, you lose years. Because you go back to thinking the way you did in certain areas, and that's dangerous. I can't tell you how many people at different times have said, yeah, you know, Pastor, I know what you're talking about, about that relationship thing, but you're a pastor. No, 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 no. No, I haven't been a pastor my whole born-again life. For 12 years of my born-again life, I did a lot of other things, and I never stopped because I finally found something that I was really looking for, and everybody's looking for my God. They're just not always ready for it. That's why they need my prayers and keep my mouth shut and quit criticizing people. Just love people. You know, do the best you can to love people in spite of them, realizing where you came from and all the mess you were in. Amen? And in 1 Corinthians 2, and I'm going to end with this. 1 Corinthians 2. And just starting with verse 9. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of the man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You can, in other words, he's saying, because of what he says next, you cannot understand what God has done for you if you live your life based on what you see, what you hear, how you feel, in the carnal way that we just read in Romans, you live your life that way, you will never know what God has done for you. And, and that's, you know, I mean, I used to, whew, I used to get in arguments with people. Try to tell them, that you don't know what the crud you're talking about. You, you, how, how do you know? You don't know God. You don't, you know, I would hammer them and yell and scream. And yet today, I, I'll be in a conversation with somebody, and they'll say, well, you know, God thinks this. And, and I'm thinking, hmm, wonder what God he's talking about. But you just kind of smile. Yeah. And just go along. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying smile and being, having a critical attitude toward the person, but you know you're, you're judging that in a good way that they really don't know the God you serve because I can't find what they just said in the Word. So they've dreamed it up, and it's a good idea maybe, and it, maybe it sounds good, might even sound spiritual. But it's not spiritual if you can't line it up with this. And he said, you'll never know the things that God has done for you if you live your life based on what you see, what you hear, how you feel. But notice what he said. But God has revealed them, them what? Everything he's done for us. He's revealed everything he's done for you through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For what man knows the spirit of a man except the spirit? except the spirit of the man which is in... Uh, what man knows... 
Uh, for what man knows the things of a, of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world. We've not received the spirit of the world. And what is the spirit of the world? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says that the devil is the God of the world system or way of thinking. And all that system is, is just any kind of thinking that's contrary to God's thinking. You know, it doesn't have to be that difficult to figure out. If you, if you hear something and you have been taught something, and this, this, is, the way I, this is the way I did it, and I, I spent many, many years and months, months and years, you know, developing uh, new ways of thinking in things I thought were true. Well, the only reason that I was changing my past mentality, the only reason I was changing it is because I was hearing things taught from the Word of God that went contrary to what I thought. And you're going to always have those kind of things. But what the Holy Spirit brings to the table for your life is you having the ability to discern what's right and what's not right. That's what the Word of God brings to the table. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal the Word and the truth of the Word so I can know what's right and what's not right. I mean, the, the reason I love that so much is because I've got, I've got all kinds of Christian friends, okay, that we, we love each other, we talk the Word, so much of what we talk about in the Word, we agree on, but there are things we don't agree on. And you know what we've chosen to do? We agree to disagree. What am I going to do, fight and lose my friendship because he's not thinking like me? How boring could life be if everybody thought like you? Now, if they all thought like me, it'd be great, but no, I'm <clears throat> but you, you hear what I'm saying. How, how boring would life be if everybody thought the same? No, our differences is what strengthen us. But listen, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the only hope of the whole planet, it's not a politician, you know, it's not this person, that person, you know, vote whoever you're going to vote and have your ideas, all those kind of things. But the hope of the world is that the church, because the church is the people, that the people that are born again the hope of the world is that we begin to think and act and operate like God. That's the hope of the world. And the Bible tells us that. Christ in me revealed on the inside of me who He is, what He really did for me, and, and I'll never get it based on what I see with my eyes and hear with my I'll never get it that way, but I'll get it through the Spirit. So I have to develop that relationship with God through the Spirit and, and, and to understand what that even looks like. But when I do, then I'm choosing for myself what I want to believe. The responsibility, I'm just going to talk about myself just for a second, then I'm finishing these last two verses. The responsibility that I have to preach the Word Without pretense, without prejudice, 
you have, most people have no idea. I had a whole nother idea when I was up here yesterday afternoon and just kind of preparing for this message. I had this other idea that came to my mind. That I, I was thinking, you know, I might preach this tomorrow and kind of put this off till the next Sunday. And I told my wife last night, I said, but, you know, I think it was last night I told her that. I said, I, I just can't do that because God wants this preached. And I know that, and I've got to put it out there, and I've got to use Scripture so you have something to go back to, and it's not just Pastor Burt's opinion. Now, I'm paraphrasing passages of Scripture, how I see it, and you need to hear that from me, and I think I've proven myself through the years to be pretty accurate to those who have liked what I've said, okay? I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way. He's the perfect one. But it's vital that you hear the word preached this way so that you can go back and spend the time you need to to understand it for yourself. Because I'm telling you, your whole destiny in life is wrapped up in knowing and understanding God because you were created in His image like Him. You were created spirit first. Soul was created after that. Body was created after that. First, you're a spirit because you're like him. You're not like anybody else, anything else, not angels or anything else. You were created in the image of God, spiritual. So you've got to understand things spiritual so that the natural can make sense. I'm telling you, today the natural makes so much sense. I mean, it's amazing. And when I see people doing crazy things, I know why. They don't know him. That's why, that's why my, my prayer list has gone, I mean, I don't know how many millions of people I'm praying for on a daily basis the way I'm praying those prayers. Why? Because people need that more than they need anything else. The nation needs prayer, true prayer, where you're praying what the Word says more than it needs anything else. It needs people praying. And when you're praying and you're hearing God and you're hearing and, and God's showing you what to do, then the, the actions that you'll take as a result of that will be actions that have been prompted by God and not just by your flesh, not by your unrenewed mind. So, these last two verses kind of say that whole thing. It says, what, I'll go back to this last one. Now, we've received not the spirit of the world... But the Spirit, which is, who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The literal translation there says comparing spiritual things with spiritual words. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And in that 13th verse, in the New Living Translation, it says it like this. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. 
Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. That's what you and I need. We need to understand what the Spirit is showing us so that the spiritual truths that we have will lead our lives in the natural realm the way God wants them done and accomplished. When when Jesus was on the earth, if you've not watched The Chosen, you ought to watch The Chosen. If you've not watched The Chosen, Chosen is they've done a fabulous job of the life of Jesus and the life of his disciples and the people that the Bible talks about. They've done a fabulous job of it. Uh, and if you don't like it, get over it. And I'm teeth. <clears throat> but um, they've just done a fabulous job. But when Jesus is on the earth, and I had this thought one of the nights when I was watching one of the chosen shows. Um, when he was on the earth, people looked at him. <laughs> it was a great thought, and I just lost that thought. <laughs> what was, what, what, what did I just say? I talked too much on the, he, on the heels of that, and I forgot. What, what would you say? Yeah. Yeah, he was on the earth. <laughs> but I was gonna but what was the last point I came out of? But the last point had a hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Oh, I got it. <clears throat> Came out of that last verse and said what I did, and then I was thinking about when Jesus is on the earth. And so many people thought that he knew everything, but he didn't know everything. Oh, but, but, but he was the Son of God. No, no. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. He was the Son of God. But he came, he, he didn't come to the earth to become the son of God. He already was. He came to the earth to be our elder brother. That's hard for people to accept when they think of, of the deity that he is and that he operates in. Yet, he was originally the living word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and he was the son of God. And so everybody thinks that he knew everything. He didn't. See, if he would have known everything, he wouldn't have needed the Spirit of God in him. He wouldn't have been the perfect example for you and I to follow after. He wouldn't have been the one to show us how he wanted us to live in the earth, and that's why he came. And a lot of times, people think he knew everything. No, he had to get it from the Spirit the same way you and I do. And he said... Everything that I do, you'll do, and even great, in greater ways you'll do it because now I've gone to the Father, now I represent you, I give you that authority and that power and that dominion, and you can do this. I'm telling you, folks, we can do this. It is the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive, no matter what you see with your eyes, 
or what you hear with your ears because you'll not learn spiritual things based on that. A few years back, I just kind of turned the news off. You know, I mean, you know, all you got to do is go to a coffee shop and you can find out all the headlines, you know, in a coffee shop by people talking. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? You can, you can, you'll find the headlines out and we've got social media and you can see all the headlines of things that are going on. But I just, you know, I used to watch the news all the time and I just had, I just chose, you know what? I, I want to get the news from heaven. I want to hear God speaking to me about his kingdom and his way of thinking and doing. We're not here, you know, the other, another thing that, that they did when Jesus was on the earth, and I am quitting. Another thing they did when Jesus was on the earth is they thought the, the, the religious people of the day were looking for somebody to come and defeat the Romans. He didn't come to defeat the Romans, right? That was, that was the, the system of the day, like our system is today. Kingdom of God is not here to come against and defeat the world system. The kingdom of God and its way of thinking and operate, operating, once it gets in the hearts of people, it'll change the system. It'll change from the inside out. In the same way it didn't work and, and he didn't do what they thought he was going to do then, he's not doing that now. God is not upset, freaked out, one way or the other, about anything that's going on politically. We need to build our political views and ideas on the Word like we would anything else. If you're married today or getting married today or going to be married one day, you need to build your ideas of marriage from the Word. If you're going to go into business and finances and those kind of things, the Bible talks more about money than it talks about anything else. But most people don't know that because most people don't know the Word. Or, you know, people don't know the Word. The Bible talks more about money than anything else. Anything you're going to build your life on, it needs to be based on the Word of God. And when you understand the Word from a spiritual perspective, it'll change the way you think, it'll change the way you operate day to day. And today, God wants us, from today on in our lives, to live that way in a greater way. That's why I brought this Word to you today. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.